Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hello, everyone. Thanks for being here and listening. Today's episode is all about what to do when your weight starts creeping up. We've all been there, lost a few pounds or maybe a lot of pounds and everything seems to be going great. And then over a little bit of time, we notice our pants feeling a little tighter. Or if you watch the scale, your average weight is slowly slowly going up each week, maybe by a quarter pound, half pound, a pound. And often this is when panic might set in and then we're asking things like, what can I do to stop this? And I want you to take a listen to learn practical ways to stop the scale from creeping up more as well as what to do to help yourself actually lose more weight if that's your goal or how to stay in maintenance if that's your goal. I wanted to tell you about a company I recently used and that you may be interested in using as well. It is called Five Strands, five, the number, and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S, five strands. And it is a test to learn about food intolerances, environmental intolerances, and it can give you lots of really good information on how your body is currently responding to your diet. So it can identify food or environmental intolerances And then you can kind of temporarily remove these things from your diet and make lifestyle decisions around that in order to reduce inflammation, to feel a bit better. Uh, This isn't about allergy testing. This isn't the same if you were to go get allergy testing through blood. This is uh, simply about a different process they use that help to identify not allergies, but simple intolerances to foods that you currently may be eating and things in your environment. And then once you have that knowledge, the idea is you can go into an elimination diet and take all those things out at once versus if any of you have done an elimination diet before, when you're trying to figure out what's working for you, what's not, you know, maybe something like you take out all dairy, you have to wait four weeks to see how you respond, then you take out another thing, then you, so it's just this really long process of trying to figure those things out. This is just a really quick, simple, easy way to get that information and eliminate all those things at once. And then the idea is you do slowly add them back in once your body, um, the inflammation has calmed down, your body's ready to respond to them again. So this isn't about eliminating these foods forever and always. It's simply about taking them out for a time period to really optimize your health, maybe even lose some weight, and then um, slowly adding them back in. 
and the test is so easy because you just send in some strands of hair, hence the name of the company, Five Strands. You just send in some hair, you get results back within five to seven days. The other reason I, when asked, agreed to work with this company was because their customer service was so amazing. Any questions you have, um, anything like that, they are just friendly, very knowledgeable. Um, I just really, really appreciated their this to me was like old school customer service. So they're a great company. Um, and, and, and this sort of testing can just give you that idea of, okay, these are the things I'm going to try to cut out and, and we'll see, um, you know, trying to optimize feeling good, all that sort of stuff. And my own personal thing with this is I was noticing that I was having uh, just some cues and feedback going on from my body with some regular things I had been eating where I had never had those uh, negative cues and feedback before. And so I knew something was going on and that's why I got into taking this test. And what was really interesting is some things came back that I knew would come back. Like I've always known dairy. I do not do well with dairy. Um, I, I know I don't do well with eggs, things like that. But I really found some of the results fascinating. Like there were certain proteins that I was used to eating every single day that I'm highly right now currently in my lifestyle intolerant to um, and other proteins that were just fine. So that helped me adjust uh, to what I'm eating right now. Another thing that was really interesting is I always thought I was really intolerant to red wine but could was fine with all clear alcohol like vodka, um, all that kind of stuff. And actually according to this uh all clear alcohol is not good but i'm totally cool with red wine so things like that were really really fascinating to me and also just helped me create sort of this elimination diet plan for about six weeks that i'll be doing and uh just just gave me all the information in one shot so i highly highly recommend them if you are looking to optimize your health it's a quick and easy test to just get more information. I really do hope you give it a try. I just believe more knowledge about our bodies and how they are working is such a key in gaining that optimal health. So if you want to give them a try, you can head over to fivestrands.com. Again, it's the number five and then S-T-R-A-N-D-S.com. And when you go to check out, put in my name, Heather Heinen. H-E-Y-N-E-N, and you're going to get a nice discount. I have seen with my clients over all these years, um, or me personally with myself, when this is happening, when weight, sorry, kitties are on the loose this morning, when weight is slowly creeping up, people will kind of freak out. It's like, oh no, my weight is going up again. And, and the feelings that come along for the ride are often things like defeat or fear, guilt, shame, all of the above. And with those feelings will often initially come a reaction of telling ourselves uh, no. So what I mean by that is, you know, many of us will go into this reactive form of uh, no more sugar or, okay, you know, tomorrow, absolutely no more fast food or no more whatever. So restriction. We often go into a form of restriction. Remember too, restriction is not just about actually restricting those foods, like behaviorally. Restriction is also in the form of our thoughts. So 
when we say no, no more sugar. And even though we might still be eating sugar, right? But it's when we tell ourselves, when we have the thoughts of restriction, just I want you to remember restriction is the same, whether it's what we are actually doing, we actually are restricting behaviorally or we're using restrictive thoughts. So, you know, we tell ourselves no and to our subconscious, unconscious mind, this is perceived as restriction. And what we do know about when we are thinking thoughts of restriction and feeling restricted, it might work for a bit, but eventually uh, we will always uh, rebel. Um, We will eventually overeat even more which leads to the scale creeping up even more in the future. And and the cycle continues. And this often leads eventually to just giving up altogether and lots of the F it or screw it eating patterns until even more weight is gained. And then usually what I see happening is, and what has happened to me in the past is you put on more and more weight until you're really miserable miserable again, like pants are feeling tighter, right? Or they're not fitting. And then you make yourself do that diet thing again. So back to restriction, back to losing weight. I feel oh so good. I'm losing the weight. The scale is going down again. Pants are looser. And then one week the scale is up or the pants fit a bit tighter. And now we're back to the defeat, anxiety, worry, fear, stress, shame, and or giving up or more restriction that eventually leads to screw it eating, to overeating, and the cycle continues on. So we know that when the scale starts creeping up, it can start this whole cycle of self-defeating thoughts, self-sabotage, feelings and behaviors, yo-yo dieting, more overeating, more binging behaviors, if that's something you deal with, and ultimately, We really do end up living in this awful place of always being focused on food, always being focused on our weight, always being focused on our body, always being focused on restricting or thinking about these things and never living in freedom with our bodies or with food at the bigger picture. And this creates a life of less joy, of less satisfaction in general and can really inhibit our relationships with others and absolutely that relationship with ourselves. So what do we do on a really practical level? So first thing I always recommend to clients when they're in this space is to stop weighing yourself for at least two weeks if the number on the scale triggers this for you. So here's the truth about scale numbers. They are going to shift and change all the time sometimes up to five pounds in a 24-hour period, depending on how big your body is, the types of food you ate the previous day, if you've drank more or less water, if you worked out the day before or the morning of. So if you have an emotional reaction, and I mean either positive or negative, meaning you either feel sad or mad when the number is up, it creates a negative mood for you throughout the day, or If you notice your mood improves for the day because the number on the scale was a bit lower this morning, that is a clue that you are emotionally connected to the scale number and this is not helpful. I do teach my clients how to think differently about the scale number so they don't have emotional reactions, good or bad, but you know, so, so we do have, you know, when I work with clients who have issues with the scale, 
you know, I do teach them ways to help their brain stay in neutral about the number on, on the scale. And once they have that skill in place, then weighing daily or weighing weekly is no big deal and won't trigger different behaviors with food depending on the scale number. And that's all great, but that's a whole different uh, journey, <laughs> right? And so if you, if you really want to kind of stop that cycle, I really recommend to just put the scale away. Okay, so then if you do feel your clothes getting tighter, so you know weight really is creeping up like for real, then practically speaking, you really want to look at what foods could I possibly switch out that I'd feel is doable and not restrictive. So for example, you've been eating a bag of popcorn every evening in front of the TV. Could you remove one cup of that popcorn and put it aside in a plastic bag and eat the rest of the big bag, right? So you just... You put a handful of that popcorn into a little plastic baggie, put it in the back corner of the pantry, and you're just not going to eat that till tomorrow or whenever, right? And you still get the rest of your bag popcorn, but you've taken away a handful. So another idea, you're typically eating two donuts during your break at work in the afternoon, or maybe even, this doesn't even have to be like super um, palatable processed food. It could be uh, things like, you know, you're eating an apple and an orange uh, at your break in the afternoon. But if it's the donuts, could you still grab two, cut one in half, and eat just one and a half donuts instead? Throw the other half away or give it to someone else to eat. Um, if you're doing the apple and orange, could you eat the apple and half the orange, save the other half of the orange for the next day? Things like this. Could you remove the slice of cheese from your sandwich and switch it out for mustard or maybe just nothing? Side note here, <laughs> this particularly goes for sandwiches that are made with a slice of American or sometimes even like low quality cheddar cheese. If you are someone who eats this, like, like have you ever tried this, this, especially if I always think of like people who use Subway a lot and love Subway, that's great, but their cheese is there. Have you ever, you know, given, try this, try the sandwich without the slice of cheese, American cheese really does not taste, my friends. Try taking it off of your sandwich, and I can almost guarantee you will not notice the difference in taste, and you will have saved yourself 100 calories just with that one thing. So point being, experiment with subbing out a thing or two in your food every day, things that are doable for you that you won't even miss. Um, Another one that just popped into mind. If you are a sandwich eater and eat sandwiches with two slices of bread, you know, could you sub that bread for a lower calorie bread? There are just so many options out there these days. You know, a typical slice of bread is going to run you about 100 calories. So on a sandwich, if you're using two slices, that's 200 calories. There are so many options out there of bread running in the, you know, 40 calorie to 50 calorie range for a slice. So could you maybe consider trying that? Or... um you know, maybe could you try taking one slice off and doing an open face sandwich? Doing this would save you that 100 calories daily. And, you know, people will always argue me, argue with me, well, 100 calories a day, that's nothing. That's not going to do anything. But it does. Over time, eating just 100 calories less every day than you currently are makes a huge difference. It can be the difference between the scale slowly creeping up to the scale not creeping up. Um, don't discount what very simple swaps with your daily food that you wouldn't even miss can do for your weight. 
Another thing to do if you notice weight creeping back up is starting to focus your attention, your thoughts, your mindset only on your habits, not on numbers. And what I mean by this is a bit of what I talked about previously with the scale. When you notice weight starting to creep up, you can solve for it by getting rid of any numbers that you are paying attention to. Stay with me here um, as I help. I'm going to explain this more. So calorie counting, you know, watching your calorie numbers, watching the scale number, when we are paying attention only to numbers. So the scale number, calorie numbers, maybe it's macro numbers for you, and then your weight starts going up. Our attention to these numbers can psychologically affect us in ways that alter our feelings and therefore our behaviors and then our results. Remember, thoughts create our feelings, which have attached those little chemical cocktails that give us sensations in our bodies, which drive our behaviors, which give us our results. So if I am hyper-focused on numbers and my weight is going up, I am most likely going to fall into a cycle of self-sabotage. The numbers trigger me, right? So the weight number getting higher on the scale, I'm recording calories or macros and they are higher than I want them to be. And now I'm feeling defeated, ashamed, sad, you know, you name it. Not the feelings we want to be experiencing when trying to get our eating, our, our food, our emotional eating, our weight under control. Because once those feelings are there, your brain is going to throw up all kinds of urges to eat, to overeat. Because you are in distress, the brain wants to bring you comfort. So it will do everything it can to get you eating. And most often, if you have not practiced the skills around this to shift your brain, you are going to eat. All of us fall into it. Those urges get so strong. The hormones, the hunger hormones are going off that the brain sent out, you know, we all do. When urges are so powerful, we often feel we literally can't fight the urge and we can't. So we just want that comfort in the moment from food and we overeat, therefore creating that whole self-sabotage cycle. So instead of focusing on numbers during a time of weight going up, really want to ditch them, right? We, we want to ditch, and, and for, this doesn't need to be forever, <laughs> but for a while, ditch the numbers and focus on your habits. So we're gonna take our attention from the numbers and we are, you know, think of it, your attention's like like a flashlight, right? That, that stream of light. And so you wanna move that flashlight, that stream of light, your attention onto your habits. Take a good look where your habits are currently at. And this is about not judging yourself here. This is about curiosity. Remember, be the scientist, not the judge. You want to observe what's going on with your daily, weekly habits without judge, judgment, but simply that curiosity, right? Being interested. Remember, when we judge ourselves, that starts up the whole shame cycle again, which leads again, as we've been talking about, to more overeating and therefore more weight on our bodies. So some examples to look for. Are you drinking the amount of water you need every day? If not, make an action plan to get in your optimal amount of water every day. Often when I work with clients in this space, that alone will start the weight coming off again. We'll stop the scale from creeping up. Ask yourself, has anything changed within my movement patterns in the past week or two? 
has the weather been in a place where my three walks each week that I was in the habit of taking has declined or stopped? Uh, Because of the weather being so cold, have I stopped parking further away from the door of the grocery store and now I'm trying to park closer to things when I have errands to run? Have I relaxed a bit on my evening routine before bed so that I'm getting less um, sleep or less quality sleep? Remember that quality and enough sleep is really paramount to losing weight. When we're not sleeping well, that cortisol is going to be in a different pattern throughout the day that we want it to be in. And then that is a real big issue. Remember cortisol does many things, but one thing it does is affect insulin. And one of insulin's jobs is to shuttle and store fat in our cells. So look at your sleep hygiene routine. Has it shifted at all? Get curious. And then take a look at your habits around food. Are you a bit more stressed maybe in the past week or two so that maybe eating a bigger portion of nuts for you your afternoon you're eating a bigger portion of nuts for your afternoon snack every day have you stopped pre-portioning things out like nuts chips treats into single serving bags thinking that I've been doing that forever my eyes are pretty trained enough now and I can eyeball portions accurately you know over the years I have weighed and measured my food off and on I really do consider myself pretty much an expert on knowing portion sizes. And even for me, I find myself over time becoming inaccurate again when it comes to portion sizes. So really taking a curious look at things like this, at our habits and staying away from looking at numbers can really, really help us not get super emotional over the weight creep and stay really neutral about it, which is what we want. Because when we get emotional over these things, Again, that is when the habit lower brain kicks in with stronger and stronger cravings, urges, and it becomes more difficult to stop the weight from going up. So if the goal is to get that weight going down again, we want to stay neutral with our feelings. We want to stay curious. We want to get analytical and we want to look at our habits. So write down what you find when you go back and reflect on your habits And then write out two or three things you can shift in your day that feel very doable for you that will start to get that weight trending back down again. This is really the way to get the results you want when weight is slowly coming back on. Do not give up. Stick with it, my friends. It takes patience and that can be so difficult for many of us. And I I really do get it. It's so me. But really, the name of the game here is the long game. And that's what we're playing for, right? I mean, the long game where you are at the weight you want to be at in the body you feel best in and that you can sustain it effortlessly for the rest of your life. This is absolutely doable. I hope you found something valuable from today's episode. Thank you for being here, for listening and supporting the podcast. We will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. 